This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Yellow. Well, hello, sir. Hey, dude, how's it going? Good. Are you, are you, uh, all rested up? Is the jet lag recovered from your jet lag? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> recovered from my airport hangover yesterday. <laughs> I did see on the uh, snaps that uh, Joe had got you back on the sauce pretty good there. When? Huh? Don't, what? Huh? What did he post? I definitely don't remember. It's Well, you wouldn't. You were drinking a lot. Was I? Kind of makes sense. At the airport I was on the way home, and then I put this, uh, <laughs> I put this chew in my mouth, Ooh. and I got onto the airplane, and I'm sitting in the middle of three people, and I can just feel profuse sweat forming all in my head region i was like oh that's exactly what i thought i thought oh no so i turned that vent on like above my head like full blast and then i, I was wearing a mask but i reached up under it and i took out my chew and just palmed it Oh, <laughs> I was oh in bad shape. I was in bad. Oh I, this is this is best case scenario we're talking here. All right, <laughs> and then I was like feeling the sweat starting to bead and roll down my neck and into my shirt, and then I blinked and we were in Minneapolis, and I was like, "What happened to that chew?" And I was like, "Oh well, whatever. It's gone now." Oh, I no. wonder if I, I wonder how long I slept on each one of these people next to me. Ugh. This is on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do something like that on the way there, you know. Like I, well, what, I don't like to drink a lot like before I show up and go hunting. You to do that, you know how it is. 
I, apparently, no, I don't. <laughs> I just got caught up in the airport, you know, the airport vibes. Okay, you'd been drinking. It was a sex. It was a good sex. Alcohol's like, yeah, this seems like a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, I, we had had a successful trip. It was all over. Nothing, nothing left to do but nearly vomit on an airplane. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how often you chew, but I like, I never chew. And the last time I chewed was, I don't know many years ago and it was on a hunt in North Dakota and nothing was happening. We were bored and my buddy Joel's always on me to take a dip. You know, he's like, I'm like, no, no, no. So I'm bored and I'm sitting there. So I get the wild idea of like, take a dip, you know? So I'm just like, Hey Joel. He's like, yeah. I'm like, give me a dip. He's like, are you serious? He was all excited. And he like runs over to me and gives me his tin. I just, of course I don't even, I don't wade into the waters carefully. No, I just like two finger scoop half the tin out and throw it in my fucking mouth and uh, get the body high, starts tingling. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of weird. And the world starts spinning the wrong direction and then start getting nauseous. Yeah, did take it out. Nope, I'm done. This is not, this is no longer fun. <laughs> did you vomit? I didn't. I didn't, but I got real close. <laughs> I got real close. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was a good reminder of why I don't do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't chew very often, and I uh, I did throw that tin out uh, today. It was about half gone because I just like to live my life like always uh, withdrawing from nicotine. <laughs> like, I'll give it four or five days of just pure torture, and then I'll find some way to get some nicotine inside my body for two more days. Just, and then uh, then just repeat that process, like two days on, four days off. That way I'm always cranky and I always have an excuse yeah. for it. It sounds like a great plan. Have you ever tried heroin? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those podcasts, huh? Let's, I, I, hear, <laughs> I hear those withdrawals are super fun. <laughs> people don't uh, people don't have the patience to put up with those <laughs> right right all right yeah so, dude so i don't have anything waterfall related so why don't you just uh story time with nick bring it bring us to arizona with you um well joe and i uh the reason we wanted to go to arizona was just to do some something kind of like out there do a fun trip uh it's warm that's a big reason but i i just in all my like the way i research waterfowl hunting you know kind of like where's waldo style i'd found out about this uh national wildlife refuge called cibola national wildlife refuge and i think i found it by googling best national wildlife refuge goose hunting or best goose hunting national wildlife refuge and it pops right up as number one like hmm. in southern Ari southwestern arizona on the colorado river in between around the border of california and colorado and I was like, well, that's weird. That's so you crazy. go in there. Yeah. And you, you they do a drawing. And I can't remember who reached out first. If it was um, the guy's name's Brandon Nickel. He's uh, on Instagram as real foul. I think real underscore foul. And uh, I can't remember if that's real, like real or real, like fishing real. I don't remember right now. And I don't remember who reached out first, but he's from that area. And he's like, if you guys ever wanted to come down here, I got a bunch of DSDs and we can uh, hunt the refuge. And I was like, that would be cool. So me and Joe ended up putting in for the drawing. I won the drawing. Joe didn't. So we're like, I can reach out like, hey, we got that drawing. And uh, he's like, sweet, come on down. He goes, well, I'll pick you up in Phoenix. 
on Thursday night. Our drawing was for, to have a blind draw for Saturday and Sunday. He goes, I might have a hunt uh, lined up for Phoenix for Friday. And we're like, sweet. He's like, join up with another group of cool guys. I'm like, awesome. And so the first day uh, we get in, we go to In-N-Out Burger. And Joe's like, I've never heard of In-N-Out Burger. I was like, how have you never heard of In-N-Out Burger? Yeah, like, never even heard of it? I mean, I get, yeah, he's not, like, I don't I get know, not it... being, being it to one, but like you just didn't even know they existed. It's kind of crazy. I was like, what? Yeah, that's kind of weird. He's like, nope, never heard of it. Why? It's supposed to be good. I'm like, people fucking rant and rave over this place. And it's like 11 o'clock at night, Arizona time. And the like, the line goes around the building. That's so I'm like, unreal. Yeah, that's that's just what In and Out Burger is, you know, like just constantly busy. So he's like, all right, whatever. Gets a double double. Two hours later, we're sleeping at Colin's house, and I hear Bleh! Joe's puking his guts out oh, from no. uh, the In and Out Burger. I was like, oh, that's a good first impression. Hmm. Of... <laughs> he won't be. That's a great way to start he a won't trip. Be eating there again. <laughs> So then we met up with these uh, these guys down there that had uh, it was it was a dairy, and uh, the dairy had chopped some silage corn, and we were just running traffic, and we ended up shooting like twenty four geese or something. It was pretty damn good, and uh, fuck man, you should have seen the amount of pigeons and doves down there. Really? It's just it's just disgusting, like. Where we were goose hunting, it's next to one of these enormous dairies outside of Phoenix. Like, you could just fucking... I don't know how much ammo costs now because I've been stockpiled for the last decade, but you could shoot <laughs> you could shoot more ammo than you could afford there every day just at the doves and the pigeons. It was really interesting. Wild. Dude. And then, and then, we, then uh, yeah, we hightailed it to Cibola. And then I was going to be me... Um, me and Joe with Brandon Nickel, and he has a camper parked out there because it's super remote. Like the nearest town's like 25 miles away, just in the out in the middle of the desert. And uh, so Saturday morning, we, we stayed at Brandon's camper Friday night. We'll go to Cibola, um Saturday morning, and it, it, they got a draw. So I had like fourth draw. So the three groups ahead of me got to pick first. And then I got to pick, and there's like 13 different blinds. So Brandon's given us the lay of the land, like, here's where the birds roost, here's the the flight path they take. They're going from like, it's a really big refuge, you know, But the, and this hunt go, takes place in the National Wildlife Refuge. Just some fields that they've carved out for this controlled goose hunt. Oh, wow. You can't even, you can't even shoot ducks or anything. Huh. So it's, and it's just on the traffic line. Like the geese are going to be getting up from their roost and they're going to be going to their loaf pond that they had built for, they have built for them right there along the Colorado river. And they also have a cornfield that they take like 20 yards of corn out and just shred it every week. So every week they get fresh corn, just shredded for them to munch on. That's basically like a bait field. And we're just sitting there in the, in the traffic line and it was really well managed um the guys came in that you put your little dog tag on the blind you want at 4 30 in the morning and then we all headed out to our blind we had to use a honker hauler cart to get the decoys like to the pit the pits were in like just nice uh nice cement pits with uh swing lids with like a chain link fence over it brandon brought some burlap for the top of that we sprinkled grass on it and brandon had like a hundred and some DSD giants that we set out. And the first day, 
we got a fat wad of honkers to give it up, like 25, 30 of them right on Joe's side. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was really cool. And uh, Were you bragging about and- your motorized rickshaw? Like, yeah, oh, these are cool, don't. but uh, guys, let me tell you. Oh, I was yeah, all bragging about my motorized <laughs> rickshaw. <laughs> but you don't have to take them that far, and it's flat ground there. So I mean, sure. this guy actually had a very cool rickshaw himself. Brandon's rickshaw um, had the um, like the XL kit installed on it, so I can put like forty-five DSDs in mine. He can fit like sixty-five. Mm. So he had a little bragging rights himself on his rickshaw. I mean, we were we were definitely measuring our rickshaws against each other, though. <laughs> like, well, mine's motorized. Well, mine can fit 65. <laughs> I got 11 kilometers on mine. That's funny. So, um, yeah, we got a, we uh we had that hunt. I think we ended up killing five, and I don't think any other group shot a goose on Saturday. And then Sunday, we ended up shooting one. We actually were calling at some geese, and we're like, oh, well, they didn't come in. And then we hear, like, a really close goose, like, oh, fuck, one's in the decoys. Didn't, had no clue when it came in. Bang, we kill that one. And, uh, and a couple other groups of guys that were hunting out there in the other pits, all the pits are pretty close together. Like, we're talking, like, 200 yards away from one another, maybe 300, like, close, and uh, we were like the first pit that the geese would see as they came off of the roost. And we would kind of like break some birds down and they'd start coming into this valley. And since there's got there's like four or five pits all within two or three hundred yards of each other getting hunted. And they all are pretty well camouflaged. Like this valley ends up looking like there's a fuckload of geese in it, you know? Like, it's almost like people's spreads were, like, assisting other spreads because geese, we would pull them in with calling, and then it seemed like they would, like, start to look around the valley and then, boop, go land with somebody else. Hmm. So, actually, the second day, there was a couple other groups that did better than us, but I would say it almost worked as a strategy that all those spreads, I mean, it ended up looking like, you know, Five, four or five big wads of geese just hanging out in this va- in this yeah, valley. A bunch of different feeds going on. A bunch of different feeds, and they had planted like grass in there, so it's just this green oasis in the desert. All of them are really flat, so the decoys just pop like crazy, oh, like a mowed yard. And so everybody's decoy spread popped. Everybody's pit blind is relatively hidden, and uh, and it, it kind of seemed like just you know some of it was a little bit of a luck of the draw. Some of it is if there's fresh birds in the area, and they do shoot bands there. Oh, and I was I gonna ask you if you got any bands because I was like, I remember tell, talking to my buddies, all you guys are down there, I'm like, God, I I hope they get, I hope they shoot a band. Like that would just be a kick-ass band story. I mean, just the fact that you're hunting in Arizona is cool, anyways. Because when you think goose hunting, Arizona is not what comes to mind. You know? No, it's not. And so it would just that would be super epic to get a band down there. So I looked up how many bands Arizona puts on geese every year, and it's zero. Arizona does not band Canada geese. Hmm. But we saw probably 10 banded birds in that refuge pond. Wow. So I think they come from Utah is what those guys said a lot, like Utah or Nevada. So these are like migrants. And 
Um, I'll bring us back to Friday when we were on that hunt outside Phoenix. We shot a bunch of short-beaked geese. Not cackling geese, but definitely lessers. Like, not born in hmm. the lower 48. Really? Five-pound geese, stubby little bills on them. They had migrated from somewhere way the fuck up north. I really couldn't tell you more. And all the giants that were down there, the giants that we killed, um, we didn't see any with, like... One had a nice white neck ring. Some of them were big old fat boys, big old honkers. But one characteristic I noticed on a lot of them was they had that very pale brown complexion, like especially on its wing culverts and like up on its elbows, shoulders area. And when you uh, when you looked at them in the light, they would cast that very light tan bluish hue to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, like in the book, the giant uh, the giant Canada goose. That's one thing they talk a lot about is very pale complexions with a blue coloration. And I noticed like tons of those giants down there really were pale and blue. Interesting. Not blue like navy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they like kinda, that gray blue. like yeah. That grayish yeah. blue, like especially yeah. up on their wing culverts. And I saw two species of waterfowl I've never seen in my life while I was down there. Okay. And I... I don't know. I was debating whether to tell this story or not, but we were hunting in that traffic field in Phoenix and uh, a guy looks back towards the sun and he's like, hey, there's a goose coming at us. And I look at it and it looks small and I'm the only guy with binoculars and then it gets out of the sun and I go, it's a blue goose. It's a speckle belly. It's a fucking Egyptian goose. No like way. as it gets out of the sun, I had never seen an Egyptian goose in my life. I'm like, it's a fucking Egyptian goose. So we all get down on our Canada goose calls, just trying to do something right. to woo it yeah. over to us. You know, like, um, I don't know how to attract an Egyptian. Hell, I don't even know what they sound like. But, <laughs> but we're just sitting there hitting our honker calls. And it goes out and it flies and it curls around. And it's just kind of like screwing around, like doing circles over. There's, there's a pond on the edge of the field, like in a canal. And uh, it was circling around that, and then it circles, and it comes right at us. We're like, everybody get fucking ready. Here comes an Egyptian goose. <laughs> and it swings, and it comes to about probably 55 yards. Like, super killable, straight out front. Came across every single gun in the A-frames. That thing did not take a single pellet, I swear to God. And it didn't even act like the shooting like bothered it. Right. It kind of like was still doing its like circling casually around Crazy. this field. And it just was like, oh, that was weird and loud. And I'm totally healthy. And uh, <laughs> I think you I think you whistle at him to get him to come in. Well, like, it, it it did not come in. It came in close enough to die, but it left maybe with a little bit of hearing loss, but otherwise completely <laughs> healthy. It had game ears on. And then, um, yeah, Sound Gear. Again, our official sponsor, by the way. <laughs> a sponsor of this podcast for sure is going to be. So, like, I'm, I got Google Earth pulled up here. So you must have been, I'm just looking for the only green areas here outside of... Uh, of Phoenix, and it's south and west of Phoenix. Yeah, go to Cibola National Wildlife Refuge. Well, I went, so that's a big swath of, of green, but even near near Phoenix, I mean, because you had your first hunt was, you said Phoenix, right? 
yeah, it was right outside city limits. Basically, it was just yeah. on one. Of the, it was on the southern and western side of town. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. just one of those big dairies, and and we were just running traffic on some birds. That, and uh, just crazy to me. Like I've never, I didn't know. Like I knew Arizona had like, you know, up by Flagstaff, it get in the mountains. It gets kind of. Everybody says, well, it's kind of like northern Minnesota up there, and they get snow and it gets cold. You can even ice fish and all. Blah 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 blah. But I had no idea of this little green valley here of dairy, apparently. Like, it's just a patchwork of different ag fields, and they're green. I don't know how many. <laughs> it's crazy. We saw, one, we saw one snow goose cruising around by Phoenix. It was a juvie snow or Ross. Ah, probably a snow. But um, at the Cibola National Wildlife Refuge, they have an auto tour. So we went on that, and there was just thousands of snow geese, Canada geese. I didn't remember seeing any cackling geese at all, but there's like lessers mixed in with the big ones. Um, widgeons, tons of widgeons, tons of pintails, tons of mallards. Hmm. And but those are um, all, you can't hunt those because they're on the refuge, right? Right. You can if you get outside the refuge and get on these little rivers and stuff okay. that wind around out there. Or little... Uh, all these fields, these private fields, I guess you can, you know, you could go around and ask for permission, but sure. I think a lot of a lot of them are owned by the same guy. But they'll they do um irrigation on them, like they'll flood certain parts of like al- the alfalfa and the hay okay. fields and uh when they flood it, then the ducks will get in there too. Hmm. So I also saw for the second species that I had never seen before. Like, there was this one duck hanging out with a bunch of widgeons, and I got the uh, binoculars on it. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? And every time it would pop up, it would dive again. And so I'm just trying to make mental, like, mental notes of what it is. And I'm going, God dang, the only thing I can think that thing is, is a hen old squat or a hen longtail duck, to be politically correct. And it just kind of was bugging me. I was like, could that have really been a long-tailed duck in Arizona? Like, when I think of a... When I think of a long-tail, I'm thinking, like, Great Lakes, Mm -hmm. Michigan. Right. Like, I'm sure there are other... Yeah. I'm sure there are other places, like the coast, like like you're talking about. Mm But Cibola, Arizona is not what I'm thinking. (laughs) So then I look it up on eBird. I get on eBird, go to the Cibola National Wildlife Refuge. Sure enough... There was a birder there four days earlier, took a picture of it, hen old squaw, wow. and then ha- had it ID'd. I was like, damn, I, I knew it. So some birder had the high quality image of it. And I was like, that is, that's the same bird that I seen. Like, nice. So I saw a hen old squaw for the first time. That's crazy. And uh, I bet, I wonder, so I didn't know much about this as I'm on uh, Google Earth. And you go in, because you guys took a little trip into California, right? Uh, no, just to, just on winding our way down that valley to get to Cibola, because there's tons of back roads and bridges you got to take. Oh, I got gotcha. Because they're just yeah. to the west. There's the Salton Sea. Yeah, the Salton Sea. That's um, and the Sunny Bono Refuge is over there. Is that? Oh, I, that's got a whole shit ton of birds. You think that's a ton of water right there? Yeah, that, I think they get like. Lake. I think they get like forty to sixty thousand snows down there, and uh, there's some hunting clubs around there. And uh, you would have to look it up. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure of the the hunting regulations in that area. But you can hunt that area. And um, I hear. I think diver hunting is it's is big. big there too. Huh. And I that is a saltwater lake, and I think it's super super salty. So I don't know how much 
waterfowl feed in it or roost on it, you know? Sure. So, but I do cr- know there is... a crap ton of ag land um, just around the, it. to the south of it, yeah. All yeah. the way down and into Mexico. Yep, and Mexico has a fucking shitload of agriculture going on. Yeah, it's interesting. But a lot of that is like lettuce and stuff. The Salton Sea waterway and then your Colorado River waterway, they kind of both converge right across the border, and it makes like a a, a V. Like southwest of Yuma? Yeah, that's kind of, yep, exactly. Yeah, 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 yep. Yep, I've Google Earthed that too. Like, wow, look at all that agriculture. And then I. Crazy. Brandon's from Yuma, so I was asking him about that too. Like, is there any geese and ducks over on the Mexico side? He's like, eh, not really. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there is, you know, just right. So, um, anyways, that was our trip. Huh? That is crazy. It was a super cool, super cool deal. Um, I would say that the uh, the way it was ran, the way the pits were, the way the fields looked. I would say it was like straight up first class, you know, like you're not going to go out there and pile up geese unless you get really lucky. Mm -hmm. Like Brandon was saying uh, they shot a four man limit there one day last year, which is really good hunting, you know, shooting 16 birds out of those pits. Mm -hmm. But if there's if there's geese around and there's fresh geese, you've got a decent chance as anyone of of shooting a couple. And, And for something that's, you know, public land. You know, you get your draw, you get your pit, you set out your spread, and you got a decent chance of killing some birds. You didn't have to scout or nothing. Like, um, it was very high quality, in my opinion. I think they did a really great job, and uh, Brandon was a great host for us. And uh, no rattlesnakes in the pits. No, dude. I I don't I don't I'm not as scared of those as I am like camel spiders and scorpions. <laughs> Well, I don't think I don't believe they have camel spiders there, but uh, scorpions, yes. They, uh, um, they, they, they do get kind of cold. We, uh, we had frost on was, the decoys a couple I mornings. I was gonna say that, like, boy, you guys sure look like you're dressed warm for Arizona on this hunt, dude. It was cold. Like on Sunday, Joe was even sitting there, like, I am fucking cold. He goes, I wish I had my G Tech on me. That's crazy. It was cold. Like, it has that, you know, desert well, yeah. cold. Right. When and, desert, uh, yeah, when the sun goes down, all that yeah, heat and just bye-bye. Like, in that camper, I remember sleeping one night, and I can just feel the cold bleeding through the walls onto me. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I took a nap in there during the day, during the afternoon, <laughs> and I could just feel the heat right. yeah. radiating <laughs> yeah. off of the walls onto me, and I took a glorious nap. Like, hey, have you guys ever heard of this thing called insulation? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they have. It protects on heat as well. <laughs> I asked if they had any furnaces down there, and they're like, he, uh, they said no. Wow. So you just throw on another blanket, I guess, if you get cold, huh? Yeah, we had a space heater going and stuff like that, and we all slept in the same bed, really cuddled good. Oh, I feel like that's a I'm separate just, story for a separate just, time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Sure you are. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a cool in trip. Arizona stays in Arizona. That was, that, was good, uh, that was a good trip. Definitely a good trip. That's pretty uh, cool. Would you ever do it again, or is this kind of like a I one would. and done? I'd do it again. I, I, I would put in for the um, blind draw again. And I mean, if I win, I'd be, you know, if uh, I'd probably ask Brandon again, like, hey, what weekend should I put in for? If I win it, let's hunt together. Because all in all, it was a pretty affordable trip, too. It was like a 
couple couple hundred bucks for the airline tickets, 65 bucks for the license. Um, we met a bunch of really cool guys out there too. Um, we met John and Matt and another Brandon. Uh, good guys down there that are doing the best they can with what they got waterfowl wise and having a great time doing sure. it. Uh, Everybody you... was pretty enthusiastic to to meet me and Joe and uh, and rip some goose calls with us, shoot some birds. It was it was a great time. That's pretty cool, dude. Like that's really awesome. Yeah. And let's see what else. What you didn't do nothing waterfall related again? Uh, no, and I man, I likely probably won't do much. Um, I got that ice fishing thing going on now, so. It'll pretty much take most of my time. Although I might try to steal a day, maybe midweek or something, a couple of days. Uh, I got uh, an invite to go to uh, Iowa, and the guy from Black River out or Black Leg Outfitters texted me and said, "Hey, our birds showed up, so let me know when you want to come down." I was like, "Oh, sweet!" Because I'd reached out to him earlier, and he's like, "Yeah, we don't have shit for birds here." I thought maybe that last snowstorm that we kind of had would have pushed some there, and he's like, "Nah, we didn't get shit." And then about I don't know. Four or five where uh, days where ago. is he located in Iowa, like uh, region wise, like northwest, southeast? Des Moines. Oh, okay, right in Des Moines. Yeah, or just outside of Des Moines. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody's looking at going on there, give uh, Black Leg Outfitters uh, an an official sponsor. <laughs> Not nah, official sponsor because they invited you <laughs> yes, on a hunt. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Official sponsor of the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast Waterfall Wednesday. Uh, no, seriously though, like, um, give them a call and and. Uh, just for shits and giggles, not going to give you a discount or anything, but just tell them that uh, that we told you to go down there. Just kind of cool. I don't know how much I'm going to be doing uh, waterfall-wise either, considering the season closes on the 29th. Today's the 21st. I might get a little bit in after Christmas, but the weather kind of just looks like cold and clear up yeah. until Christmas. And there it's was like... a lot of pretty much all-day activity today down here by Rochester. No shit? Yeah, so... Another sponsor, uh, Premier Flight. <laughs> if you guys want to get, because they employ you. <laughs> yes, they employ me. <laughs> if you want to get in on a hunt, yet uh, there's a lot of birds down here right now. Re- pretty good numbers. So. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, give Dino a call uh, at Premier Flight, and for sure tell him that I sent you. And I think. And he'll mock you. Uh, Gosh, uh, Fergus Falls must be closing tomorrow, huh? The 22nd? Like, that's a week before the 29th. So they're in the north zone. It must be the last day tomorrow in Fergus, huh? Must be. And I know they still have birds. It looked like Joe burned them up pretty good up yep, there. Yep. And uh, and then uh, Rochester will be the place to be after that, apparently. Yeah, no, there's there's there are quite a few birds around the area. And it was just there was just birds in the air all day. So, well, that's good. Yeah. And those guys charge real reasonable rates to get a hole. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. Isn't it like a hundred bucks? I don't uh, want to quote their prices yeah, I don't for them. Quote his prices because I, I should know, but I don't. But it might. Yeah, hundred or maybe even a, a buck twenty-five or something like that. It's 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 reasonable. Reasonable. Sure. Yeah. 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 Definitely those guys do. And they got pits all over the place. So. Yeah, they got like shitload of holes. Yeah, for sure. They have a hole for you if if you want one. <laughs> if you if you're looking for a hole. Dean will accommodate. But you know what? Buy, I said that. <laughs> buy your son. Buy your son a hole for Christmas. There you go. It's a great idea. <laughs> if it's his 18th birthday, buy him a hole. Yeah. If it's midweek, uh, if you ask nicely, I, I might even be able to go hunt with you and, and guide you. From our official sponsors at Premier Waterfowl. That's right. Premier, Premier Flight. Premier Flight. Premier uh, Flight. Black Leg Outfitters. 
and hearing loss protection. Well, what's their name again? Let's do Hey Dude Shoes. I hey, had some like Hey, hey Dude uh, Shoes. <laughs> I had some like three years ago, and I want another pair. Really? What? What's so great about Hey Dude Shoes? I don't know. They're pretty comfortable. Okay. I've they got never, those little vent holes on the bottom, never heard which kind of kinda, that's kind of nice. Except when you step in dog shit. I could see that being a problem. Yeah. Uh, you could probably avoid just just don't step in dog shit. I guess would be my advice for that. Also, this is something the listeners don't need to know, but I'm recording this on my new microphone <gasps> and MacBook Pro. That what? Yeah. So hopefully I can just send you this audio and we don't have to sound like shit anymore. That'd be amazing. Or I don't have to sound like shit. Well, I'm gonna I mean, try to figure I out how to send this to you. I haven't got any complaints about it, so. Dude, I'll, I'm complaining about well, it. Well, I know you like are, shit. but nobody cares. I care. <laughs> I just, Which means that there's probably <laughs> at least two people that agree with me. Well, that's not a good ratio. Two out of the three people that are listening, this sucks. Yeah, well, my dad told me. Oh, well. <laughs> he didn't like anything you do. That doesn't count. You've been a <laughs> yeah, disappointment come... your whole life. Damn it. You're getting a little close to home. <laughs> and now we know but why it, you were it, drinking. I guess the uh, I guess the next waterfall thing I got going on might be um, Oklahoma, possibly. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, we don't. It doesn't always have to be like a a, a recap kind of a thing. We'll get back to get back into science. more of like sciencey stuff. And uh, dude, um, I've been reading some cool studies lately. That might be interesting. Perfect. There you go. There's That'd been be some good, good waterfall idea. literature you know, that's hit the hit the uh, Google Scholar here recently. I should try to find just like cool, interesting stories too. Could be funny. Could just be whatever. You know. Oh, dude! Surveys band, have been coming band out. Stories like, would be cool if you could get you know like a stories. waterfall magazine. Those yeah, would be and also there's just been there's been a bunch of uh, there's been a bunch of aerial surveys that people have been flying around and making interesting observations about bird numbers all over the country that we haven't been talking about. We got all sorts of material. Oh yeah, hell yeah! This stuff, I could talk about it for forever. Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. All right, cool. We'll make a list, check it twice. Uh, hope you have a good Christmas. Get everything you you want. And yeah, Merry uh, Christmas. I went to five stores today. Oh jeez, what'd you get me? Oh, don't Shit. tell me. I'll wait till Christmas morning. Shit, some boss <laughs> ammunition. <laughs> Woo! Hey, that's a pretty good gift. I'll take it. <laughs> now got like ten rounds left. An official. Well, that makes they're still an official sponsor then. They're official for like two more hunts, and then it's gonna All be. All right. Well, they're gonna have to reach out, otherwise I'm taking that logo off the cover art. There's no logo on the cover art. Yeah, there is. Is there? Yeah. I put it on there. I don't see still, that on the uh, Apple podcast. Use... Yeah, Apple doesn't bring it up, but on some of the other um, podcast apps, that when you pull it up, it has the cover art. Yeah, oh I, shit! I really? updated every. I updated every time, every episode. Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. All right, man. Well, yeah. Um, we'll chat. Uh, we'll chat next week. I'm gonna try to figure out how to get this recording over to you so you can uh, dub it in. I would think uh, an email or don't we Google Docs? Is that what we usually do? Yeah, Google We've Drive. Google Drive. There you go. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'll try right. to send all this right. over. Great. Cool, dude. I'll talk to you later, Until man. Next week. Later. Bye. Bye. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. 
It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.